Masters. New game week, new episode. This week we're in game week two. A lot of changes in the scores and a lot of changes in the podcast. We've got our guest. Can you believe it? So our guest, you want to introduce yourself? Yep, mate. I am Spencer Taylor. I'm a big, massive West Ham fan, if you can't guess from the shirt. So I'm very happy to be on this week out of all weeks. I thought I thought if I'm going to be on any week, might as well be this one. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, we'll get back. We'll get to that game soon enough, and we want to make sure we take the piss out of Chelsea as much as possible because I want Vic to listen in. Vic's normally he was on us with a lot last season, and uh, he's a massive Chelsea fan and believes that Chelsea are just always the best, and all their players are the best. Proven they're not. No. Nope. Um, obviously, we normally only talk about the Prem, but before we get into that. Just want to say congratulations to Lionesses, obviously, World Cup final. Sad loss. Did get outplayed a bit in the game. Maybe unlucky not to get a goal. I think they hit the frame a couple of times. But it's still a huge achievement for them. Um, and I'm sure there'll be young girls up and down the country now looking to get into football as well. Obviously, they won the Euros last time, didn't they? So I'm sure that England team will just get better and better now. Uh, and OK, so let's get on to the Prem. And again, before we talk about the games, I want to talk about injuries. We've currently got Kevin De Bruyne out for, what, at least four months. We've got yeah. Reese James having to get surgery again. And we've got Nkunku, Fafana, Timber, Bentancur, Mings, Buendia and Jacob Modder all out with ruptured ACLs two games <laughs> into the season. Do you think it's the expectation that the play, game, players are playing so many games? I think even this preseason, I think United played like six or seven games. Um, it was obviously a late end of the season last year, straight back into this year. Do you think this? Do you think these injuries are going to become more and more common? Yeah, I reckon so. Because especially with teams that are starting to play more games as well, like yeah, I'm surprised there's not more Newcastle players in there. Or as the season goes along, there probably will be a few one or two Newcastle players because they're playing way more games than they used to. Like I said, with the preseason. Feel like everyone they feel like they have to prepare more when they actually don't. Like if they just play the same football as they always do, they'll get away with it. But I feel like the expectation that's been set now is like you play 40 games a season minimum. You need to play 50, yeah, 60, and it's like like you really don't. If you're a mid-table team, all you really have to focus on is the Premier League and maybe a, a FA Cup run. But I don't know. I think it's a bit mad. All these injuries that are happening to big clubs as well, where you think the like, especially with Reese James, for example, he's the next big thing, next big England right back, and he can't even stay fit. He can't do nothing. I'm like, it's got to be up to Chelsea. At some point, you've got to blame the Chelsea staff for not keeping a better eye on them. Not blame them, but do you know what I mean? Keep an eye mm. on him, especially. But that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, he, Reese James, he's just, his legs are made of glass, isn't they? Like, he's such a good <laughs> player. And I think last week when we did the pod, I think I said to you that he would be crucial for Chelsea this season. I think everything yeah. they do or how well they finish will be based on how long Reese James plays, like how many games he plays this season, because he is so massive for the many plays. I don't, I can't even think who their backup right back is when he doesn't play. Um, but yeah, Shabala out there, I think. Well, he's a centre back, isn't he? I swear. Yeah. Uh, just to force him out there, do you mean that instantly just makes that? attack because he's so good on the attack and defensively um mm. but yeah he'll just be hoping for uh, a recovery that actually lasts his time and kunku's a little bit funny um like working the chelsea fan who loves to give it the big and 
great signing, Kunku. I was quite scared of him joining that Chelsea line. I thought, Christ, we're actually going to have someone now who can score goals um, before the season even starts out of the ACL straight away. <laughs> like, it seems to be a Chelsea trend at the moment. For Fana again, yeah, <laughs> out basically the rest of the season already. Um, it's savage, and maybe that's the reason for the, some of their poor performances <laughs> over the weekend. But my the first game I've got Already. written on my list is uh, Liverpool three one against Bournemouth, and Liverpool solid win, shaky, very shaky at the back. Yeah, Bournemouth could have scored way more goals in that game. It was weird when I watched that game because I actually watched this game. This is one of the, the only games I actually watched. I only watched like three games in the weekend. But um, yeah, I was surprised to see Van Dijk doing so many like mistakes that I'm not used to seeing from him. Like Van Dijk, I think he gave away the ball for the first goal or something. I'm pretty mm. sure. And I'm I'm just thinking this is not the Van Dijk I'm used to seeing. Like even mm. if he is a bit getting old or getting a bit sluggish, you don't normally see that from him. But I don't know. Liverpool's defence is unreal. And for it to be shaky against a team like Bournemouth is not a good sign for the rest of the season, I'm not gonna lie. What do you think, Spencer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I can. I can see Liverpool having quite a few games this year that have got quite a few goals in them. I can see them having a few three alls, a few, few four threes, something like that, because they are so good going forward. But, but like you say, shaky at the back. And Virgil Van Dijk, I, I, I commentated on a few of his games last year, and he made he made a few mistakes going back to last season. So, so I'm not. So I'm not sure if it's just a combination of whole lot of football over the last few years, or or if it's age or whatever it is that's catching up with him, but. But he's he's not he's not the Virgil Van Dyke that he was two three years ago where he was just unplayable at times and and it is and it, is, and it, it does just seem to be going back to the old old like Klopp old Klopp like we're gonna score more than you at the minute than than what it than what it than what it was that season when when they won the league where they were a little bit more def- better defensively. Mm. Yeah, Van Dyke did have that injury, didn't he? And he was out for a, a couple of months with that, and I think since then, I think that. It's so weird, yeah, because he could be so good, like for for eighty five minutes of the game. It still seems like he's that Van Dyke that's solid. But he just has a few moments in him now that he did not have when he first came to Liverpool. Um, but I'd also have to say, I think the biggest problem for Liverpool defensively, even if their back line is a bit shaky, it's the midfield. They need a DM. Fucking yeah, we picked up on this last week. Like Literally... looked class in that game. Obviously, McAllister got the red. We'll talk about that in a second as well. I've got a lot to say about that, Red. Um, but they just need a DM so bad. We've got beaten to Lavia, beaten to Casado. I've seen people saying, I've seen some people cussing out Endo, the guy they're signing. I think he plays, he plays in the Bundesliga. I think he played for Stuttgart. I'm not sure if he still plays there or if he's played for someone else. Um, could be, could be good. At least it's a body in there, experienced guy. But yeah, that midfield it needs it needs balance desperately. Yeah, I mean we were literally picking up on this where the whole midfield that they have at the club there is no good defensive midfielders in that club. They've got a few like central ones, but it's players like Curtis Jones, but he ain't got the experience to be at, like challenging or anything like that. So it will be tough. But Endo seems like a good pickup. I don't see why so many people are against it. Because they need a player. He's played Champions League football. He's played in Europe. Like he plays in one league, so obviously in the best league in the world. But he still has experience. He's not young, so I reckon it's a good pickup for them. I reckon it's actually a good pickup. 
Yeah, I reckon it could be. No, I reckon it could be. But also with Liverpool's midfield, I think I think their midfield is probably the biggest area in the whole Premier League that's been affected by the whole Saudi invasion, yes. whole Saudi transfer market invasion. Because it, it seems it seems like some of these deals have just come out of nowhere, and and clubs don't really get a chance like plan because because you can't because because like most of the time in transfers you get you get kind of an idea that a club's coming in for them. And so then you can plan and go, oh, I, I, well, if this guy's off, we can bring in someone else. But just seeing some of these Saudi deals, they go, oh, we want this guy, bang, it's done. And then, then, and then, and then by the time you know it, two, three players have gone, and Liverpool's midfield has all been decimated by 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 the looks of it from looking in, in, in on the outside. I think as well with Endo, I think it's like 16 million. They obviously, the classics Liverpool shooting budget when they offered 111 for um, Caicedo. The only thing I could think is that maybe they're going... We can get Endo now, 60 million experienced player. He can just do the job for the season. And then next year, you know, there might be another player that's come through. Like Lavia's only had that one season last year and now it's apparently worth 50 million. And actually, Lavia might have been better in the future, but he was a bit inconsistent last year. So maybe spending 50 million on him and having him young next to young Zabozlai. I'm actually not sure how old McAllister is. I don't think he's that old. Um, so quite an inexperienced midfield. They might have actually struggled a little bit more this season than they will with Endo in there. At least he's a bit more of an experienced uh, defensive midfielder. And then maybe next year, you know, they've saved their 100 million quid and they'll go, maybe Chiamini moves next year. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a new player that's come through and um, they'll spend the money there. They've definitely got the money so they can, so them and Liverpool fans can stop acting like they don't have the money. Um, yeah. But I'm sure they'll be getting someone next year. And now we have to talk about that red. Getting the red, I've got no problem with. He studs up, hits side of his ankle, even if he touched the ball a bit. We've seen that so many times as a red card. Why has yeah. it been overturned? Why is it? We're two games into the season, we've seen apologies from the refs for penalties not given, and now we're seeing red cards overturned. The problem with the FA and refs normally is they're too fucking hard-headed and they never go back on themselves. This should have gone, oh no, let's, let's be super weak and just apologise and change decisions after the game. Like, I actually think it's more aggravating seeing this. I remember last year, Casemiro got a red. Casemiro got a red against Southampton, where he gets the ball, hits the ball, and, it, and his leg comes up. It slides off the top of the ball and hits. Oh, the I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Studs up, hits his leg. It's a red card. It annoyed me at the time, but I'm like, fair enough. It is dangerous. If he if he'd broken his ankle or something, I get it. This is the exact same thing. He's and that didn't get appealed. That didn't get revoked. That didn't get an apology. Why, why Liverpool getting helped out by, by the refs again? Yeah, it's, it's one of those where Liverpool, we know what they were about last season when Klopp was complaining about VAR. As soon as he complained, all of the decisions went their way. Penalties galore. I think we were talking before and it was like, they ended up sick, but they could have ended up so much lower if it wasn't for VAR. And like, it's probably going to be the same thing this season. But VAR, hasn't it taken a different step? Like when I was watching, just throw it back a little bit to the Women's World Cup, they announced it on the pitch, right, with microphones and speakers. Mm. I reckon they won't do that in the front because of that, the, the backlash you'll get against, against from the fans. Ridiculous. Like social media and stuff like that, Twitter, football Twitter. Shout out to Vic here. Football <laughs> Twitter is ridiculous when it mm. comes to VAR decisions. I'm sure there's a whole Twitter account that's like, was the VAR correct with this decision? And I'm like, when you see that, you know it's going to go back on the refs. The refs are definitely seeing it. Like, the refs aren't superstars. They ain't PR trained, anything like that. They're going to be sat at home reading it. 
like they're gonna see it, then it's gonna come back on them. So I'm sure it's one of those. Season, I'm sure at the end of last season there was a couple of matches of days where there was a show they did where they they showed the clips and had the conversation playing. And I remember watching some of them going, Oh, fair enough, I get it. I see, I see what they're talking about, blah de blah, I see why they have given it, haven't given it, whatever. And I don't know why they don't just do that in the game. Like they did in the women's world and it's like in rugby. Rugby's had um like the, their version of VAR for fucking years. And what happens is it gets stopped. The refs, the refs you can hear it in the stadium, on the TV, the whole conversation, they, they go down, oh, we think this is wrong here, blah de blah. And instead of the ref having to ever go check a screen, there's loads of people in the video room and they all agree on something, and that's the decision. Like, and this whole, I think there was a whole idea of clear and obvious error has to be the reason for the VAR to turn it over. No, the, the VAR is there to have a much clearer view of everything that happens. If they think the ref made the wrong decision, whether it's clear and obvious or not, they should be able to go, sorry, mate, you need to change that because what from what we can see, we, the four, five, six of us agree, this is a decision that should have been made. Um, and taking back red cards after games is a dangerous game it's so yeah. dangerous all season now every time anyone gets a straight red their club the fans are gonna be going well let's have it overturned let's have it overturned you overturn that one why can't we have it overturned yeah i mean it's, you're, it's you're one of those so you've got a red card in the, in the game just gone yeah you want your hands to go peel it and get it overturned well, I think I think for our one, it'd be it'd be very hard to get our one overturned from the weekend. <laughs> but it, it was it was it was pretty obvious. But 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 like you say, but if if, if Liverpool's one get overturned, but might 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 as well have a go. Oh, mate, I think I think McAllister's was pretty reasonable. Red mate, it is stud, studs up into the side of someone's foot. Like studs yeah. up is the red card rule, isn't it? Even if you're one of the blatant red as well. It still it still means the other it doesn't stop the other one from being a blatant red. I'm just looking at it here, right? Just brought up the match day. There was five red cards over the weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't realise there was that many. I only thought there was two, yeah, five red cards in one game week. It's madness. Wonder and, what's going turned, on. and again, one gets yeah, one turned, gets turned over. over. Yes, that's what, yes, that's what, yes, that's what half the games half the games have had a have had a red card. Yeah, more than half. Cause there's only there's only nine games this weekend, isn't there? Because Luton still oh, yeah. sorted out. So five That's out of so nine funny. games had a red card. That is wild. And lots of yellows as well. To be fair, there was a lot of cards getting thrown. Mm. About. Yeah, again, yeah, we we had quite a few. That it's it's dodgy that if they're gonna, they just can't. I think rescinding that red is going to give them some serious problems down the line. And and even mm. we'll we'll get to the United game in a minute, but. Bruno Fernandes obviously came out after that and said, well, where's our apology for not getting the penalty for the handball? Because they apologised to Wolves last week for not giving the penalty. And it's it's a fair call. It's not saying we definitely should have had a penalty or they definitely should have had a penalty. But if you're going to start doing these apologies and taking things back, you have to do it for everyone. You can't just do it for some games, some teams. Do you know what I mean? Or certain refs can't be doing it. And I just think, I think the refs are opening them up to get torn to pieces this season. If they keep them keep being like this every game week, they are going to get some serious abuse. But let's let's move on. Next game I've got written down, Wolves 1, Brighton 4. Same thing we said last week. Wolves cannot hit water if they fall out of boat. Yeah. Same amount of shots as Brighton. 
Good chances as well. I watched that game going, how have they not got even two or three goals here? Really good chances. They just cannot score. Yeah, it's, it was just going to be like a repeating record, I reckon, on the podcast this season. Wolves, they need to sign someone. And is it too late now? Is it transfer window closed? I don't even know. Yeah, you still got, you still got still eight like days. Eight, nine days. Mate, if they don't make a serious signing in strike, not even serious, just a striker, an out-and-out yeah. striker that can score goals, even from the championship, from wherever, bring him in because you definitely need it. But to be fair, Brighton were really good. Like Brighton are looking good this season already. From the first two games, they're looking good. Four goals in this game. And they're not really known for scoring goals, Brighton. Like last season, I'm sure they didn't score that many goals. But they're looking good. They played really nice attacking football last year, didn't they? And they had a mm. few games where they got a lot of goals, but they maybe could have they probably could have had more. But yeah, if they're gonna start if they're gonna be banging them in this efficiently this season, mate, Brighton could easily be back in Europe again for next year. It would not surprise me at all. They're looking seriously good at the moment. Um that Matoma goal was unbelievable. Goes yeah. past what, three or four players. Perfect little finesse shot, very FIFA esque. Um and Estupinion as well. He's very good. And the ball from NC as well for March's goal. So naughty. I just want to say it. Where are these where are these Brighton staff getting these players? These these scout scouting staff here, they are on another level. They've got how much money in outgoings in the last few seasons? It's ridiculous. And most of them actually come to fruition. Obviously, go Chelsea, career's finished. We know that. (laughs) (laughs) But Mitoma, he's going to make a big money move in the summer, maybe January even, because he's unreal. We knew this from the end of last season, and now start of this season, he's already showing it. That Estepinian, there's a, there is a like a need for left backs in a lot of teams as well. If he gets ten prem goals this year or any more, he'll be going for at least seventy-five, eighty million next year, hundred percent. But Arsenal or United or Chelsea could all be in for him and have another battle, and yeah. I mean, I haven't really seen Brighton spending it. No, literally. Because they always sign cheap players. They just sign people. Because I guess because you never know who these players are and they sign them and you don't think about them. You go, (laughs) oh, whatever. I don't really care. And then a few games and you're going, who the fuck is this? Where has he come from? Why is he like one of the best players in the league right now? What has happened? Um, (laughs) It's like, I've seen this. Yeah, um, quite. No, go on, yeah, but yeah, go on. Yeah, I was just gonna say, baby, but Brighton are just the ideal way to 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 run a football team. If you if 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 you're playing FIFA or you're playing Football Manager or whatever, they are how you run a football team. They are they are how you do it from from from, from the ground because it seems to be that since 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 they moved into that new stadium because it wasn't that long ago they moved into their new stadium. I don't think it was. Ever since they moved today, they've had this plan. They've had this mission to get into the Premier League, to get into the top half, into Europe, and they've just done it. Nothing seems to have gone wrong. They've they've lost managers they've lost players and they and like you say where where on earth do they get them from but they are just they are just probably in my opinion the best one team in the premier league right now they lose lose players or managers and they get better they lost graham potter and everyone went oh maybe they're gonna struggle now they get the zerbi who's even kind of an unheard of manager fucking unbelievable like it's just a constant cycle of them getting better and better and better and using that money well i mean i went to the amex Years ago, I think I think I went there maybe not long after being built. I think I was about 14, 15. So I, I lived down near it and my mate 
they're playing Ipswich, I think, they're in their championship. Ipswich actually 1-1-0, to be fair. Um, but even then, I saw the stadium and went, fucking hell, this is a championship stadium. Like, this uh, is a hell of a stadium. It is serious, mate. It's probably mm. nicer than Old Trafford is nowadays. Like, it is a nice stadium. But yeah, Old Trafford desperately needs a bit of work on it. But it is a lovely place. And yeah, I think Brighton, I'd be more surprised if they finished lower than seventh than if they finished like top five because they are so, so good. And especially as we're talking, United not looking amazing so far. Liverpool looking shaky at the back. Spurs, tough to tell. They have had two good results, but Mm. we know what Spurs like. They love to bottle it. Um, Chelsea, again, sometimes at great, sometimes at terrible. I think Brighton could sneakily just worm their way right up in there. They could, they definitely could. Um, and the last thing I want to say for Wolves, I know we kind of spoke about it already, but Fabio Silva, he's a young striker. I think they signed him like two seasons ago. I think they spent like 30 million on him as well. Mm. I just don't mm. think he's good enough to lead their line. Like he's just, he is young. I'm sure he could get better. But they desperately need a striker. That Huang, is it Huang Hee Chan? Yeah, they signed him a while ago. He looks okay as well, but neither of them feel me of confidence when they go on the attack. And neither of them, if if either of them are one on one with a keeper, I'm not like this is a goal. They need someone desperately, I think, Wolves. And if they don't, even though they they actually played well, they played way more attacking than we're used to seeing them play. But they just don't have a goal scorer. Do you know what I mean they can have so many chances? Yeah, same amount of shots as Brighton. But if they don't, don't score any of them shots, then what is the point of being more attacking? You might as well go back to being all out defensive and trying to get win a game one 0 or just get one all draws all the time. Um, and honestly, they they could get into a relegation scrap if they're not careful. I actually think they could. I think I do hear that. To be fair, I, I'm not gonna lie. From what we've seen up to now, anyway, they're not showing any signs of like. They, they, this is a good team. This is a team to look out for. Like, I'm, I'll be excited to see Wolves versus Luton at this point. Because like, that might be a close game. <laughs> Honestly. If Wolves can actually get a goal, do you know what I mean? Like, we, we yeah, said that yeah. Luton and Sheffield United are quite likely to go down. But honestly, after that and after this weekend, I think it's Everton, Wolves, Forest, and Fulham. I think of my, of my next four, I think, could be battling down at the bottom because yeah. Fulham are not looking right either. No. Um, but let's let's move on to a slightly higher calibre of game. One that I didn't want to talk about, but I fucking have to. Spurs beating United 2-0. Um, this is United last season, yeah? First half, the better team. Bruno yeah. should have scored. Rashford should have scored, but I think he was offside anyway. Should have had a penalty. Going at 0-0. Fucking Terrible in the second half. So bad. Oh, just absolutely run through us. Didn't even have to try. I mean, we still had a couple of chances. Anthony hit the post. But, like, just so poor. And this this was United last season. So many games. Like, terrible in the first half. Maybe 1-0 down. Come back in the second half. Win 2-1, 3-1. Great in the first half. Shocking. Look, even the Liverpool game, we lost 7-0, yeah? First half, we were the better team. We could have had a couple goals. Went, went in 1-0 down, I think. Second half completely fall apart because he's six goals. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I, I don't want to blame Tenog. I t- kind of want to blame the players because it just seems like their heads just drop. Yeah, the team could beat United when their heads drop. It's it's weird because the team on paper, Man United should be very very good. 
Like the team on paper is unreal. But it's one of those, again, it's similar to Wolves, obviously not on their calibre, where you need this, was it Charland? Was it, what's his name? Hoyland. 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 He needs to come Found through. Found literally, yeah. literally, I was going to say Harland. I was like, no. <laughs> but Rashford's not a striker. He's not no. an out-and-out striker. He needs to get back on the wing. And nice. Garnacho starting, he's not. He's not better than Rashford starting. And then, obviously, all you've got is at Martial right now. So, get get that Hoyland in, and maybe we'll see a different United. But right now, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Because <laughs> yeah. Sanjo yeah, Martinez. Yeah, of course. You have to. All this big money spending, these fans giving lip, saying, oh, last season, Martinez, best defender in the league. Nah. Mate, he was up there. I wouldn't say he's the best, but he was... I'd say he was top four centre backs last season. He was fucking good, man. But United goal was quite funny. The problem is when when you know when it's United. We even said this last week when we were talking about the Wolves game, when everyone was saying, "Oh, um, Wolves deserve to win or whatever." And like, if that was United that had twenty three shots and had lost one nil, everyone would be happy to go at United. Like when United have a bad performance, everyone always picks up on it, and that's yeah. the thing. It's easy to look at someone like Martinez and go, "Fucking hell!" When United lost so many goals he, he was standing there or whatever but actually whenever we did win as well it's normally down to him doing some unbelievable things in the back but let's talk about a little bit about Spurs as well Madison looking unbelievable I like it but gone off injured he's got he, we'll have to say him in a boot that's a terrible mm-hmm. loss of them they've got to pray that that's not serious and Basuma looked really good mate I want Basuma came from Brighton as well he's another player that Brighton sold I wanted us to sign him. That was, I think, the last summer. Conte didn't really use him, but he looked fucking brilliant as well. Yeah, that whole that whole Spurs midfield looked looked really good. To be fair, Basuma looked good. That, that young guy, Papa Papa Sar, whatever his name is, yeah, but he, he's he looked good. He, he, he looked he looked really he looked really good as well. And, and just and just that whole midfield, the whole way that Spurs play. As, as much as I hate this, as much as I hate this, I'm saying this as a West Ham fan, it was fun to watch them. It was fun to watch them, and not, not only because I was beating Man U, but just because the style of football. Postecoglou has gotten playing some decent football already this season, and if if they just get in a decent striker, they might their season really does depend on if they bring a striker in or or not. I think because if they don't, I can see them going, see them going like mid table, lower half. But if they bring a striker in, I think they could be really, really quite decent this year. So we've we've literally gone through what three games. And we've always got about four <laughs> teams, in, like three teams that need a striker already. Spurs and United both need a striker. Wolves need a striker. We'll get to Chelsea. They need a striker. I mean, Bournemouth, you could even say, could do the better striker like they were making chances. I think you, in my mind, CDM is probably the most important position in the pitch because I think no matter how good the rest of the team is, if you've got a really good CDM, you will be a decent team. But after that, yeah. it is striker. If you don't have some, or at least a winger who scores you goals, like you need that person to just get you goals 100%. And without Madison as well, because Madison can make other people goal scorers. He's such a good yeah, player. Yeah, he's really good. He can feed the other players to put them in such a good position that even if they're not necessarily world-class finisher, he'll get them the ball in such a good place that they can get goals. And I think if he's out for a long time, mate, they could be in trouble, mate. Because last season, the big thing was they were lacking a creator because Kane was always having to drop into the midfield and do the creating mm. as well as scoring the goal. Now you've gone, oh, they've got the creator, but now they've lost their striker. And you're thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> and they, can they get a bit of luck, uh, Spurs? But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they go throughout the season. And like you like you said, Spencer, it is good to see them playing good football again. 
because that was always Spurs in the pots, wasn't it? It was like they'd never win anything, but they're worth watching the games because it was always something good going on, a lot, lot of fast movement, fast play with the ball. Um, mm. And yeah, with Mourinho and Conte, it was just complete opposite, isn't it? It's just fire. Oh, it was dire. It would die at times. Yeah. I got I know a guy who's a who's a season ticket holder for Spurs, and even he said that he was like, but at least when Potch was there and we didn't win things, it was good going to the games. But it's Mourinho and Conte, and you're still not winning things, and it's terrible being in the stadium. It's like it just wasn't even worth going anymore. And I was like, that is that's quite a damning report from a guy who absolutely loves Spurs and has all his life. Do you know what I mean? Um well, just before we move on quickly, I just want to give a shout out to JJ, right? I don't think you know him, Ed. You might, but first season of power pitches, throwing it back now. He <laughs> had some inside information in Brighton, where Basuma was, and we were going through who's the best player at every club. And he said the kit man at Brighton knew that Basuma was miles clear of everyone. He knew it. <laughs> and now look at it. Now look at it. I mean, shout out to JJ, man. He knew what he was talking about. Basuma's <laughs> yeah, class, man. The fact he's, he's a great player. 30 million as well was just unbelievable. Like I said, Nick Carsedo's now gone for over 100. But to be fair, I think the difference there is that when they sold Basuma, they weren't doing as well mm. as they did last season. And because it did so well last season, do you know what I mean? People, I think, appreciated how much Carsedo was doing for him as well. Actually, we could stick on this game and stick about midfield. Mount Casemiro doesn't work. So I've shifted about loads. I can't quite come from my back as well, playing for at the moment. Um, yeah, Mount Casemiro Bruno does not work as a midfield. I said to you last week, I don't really get why we signed why we signed Mount. Like mm. in my mind, he was he was a backup to Bruno, which is not someone we really needed because Bruno plays every minute of every game, no problem. We got offered from West Ham. You can tell me about Spencer. You offered us thirty million for Scott McTominay. We said no. Yeah. We said no when he's probably not even worth 20 and then sold Fred for 8 million to a Turkish team, yeah? Fred had... Fred, very much I didn't like seeing Fred on the pitch. He had a use. He could come on next to Casemiro and just shore up that midfield, at least put some energy in, put some tackles in, do you know I mean? Get about the place, which is what Casemiro is struggling with at the moment. I don't see what McTominay's use is and I don't know how we didn't sign him, how we didn't sell him to West Ham. I mean, Spencer, what did you think when you saw that you were going in for him and Maguire, it was it was it, it was a funny one. It's a funny one because because uh, because uh, Scott because Scott in 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 a red man you sir he, he is he isn't brilliant but put him, put, but put him in a blue Scotland shirt he is he is brilliant he's really really good for Scotland so there is a player in there there is someone in there and maybe and I, I was quite happy but well before we got in the players who we've got in now I was quite happy that we was going to be bringing him in because I thought because I thought there is a player in there maybe dropping down to our our sort of level below low light and menu he might have given him the chance to develop might give him a chance to like to, to like flourish a, li- a little bit more and he could and and so and so maybe 30 million might have been a, might have been a little bit much but but 20 but 20 25 million when when you see the prices that players in the midfield are going for now, like 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 we talked about, Caicedo, hundred fifteen million. So you put Caicedo up against McTominay, twenty twenty five probably sounds just 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 about right. And so I, I would have been happy for him to come in because he could have come in and he he might have been like our like our like our new like Mark Noble, to someone who goes running around, makes the tackles, passes the ball off to to like someone like someone like a Paqueta or or an Antonio up front. So I, I would have been happy with him, but I can see why as a Man U fan, your your expectations are maybe a little bit higher. So maybe maybe you're not quite so happy 
you're not quite so happy with him, but I, but I would, I would have taken him. And as for Maguire, I was, I was on, the, I was on the fence with the whole Maguire thing, especially, especially, especially with how he's handled the whole being stripped of the captaincy thing at United. He's not really helped himself there too much. You know, he's brought out the whole statement and he's always said, always said all this and all that. And it's just like, it's like you know, other players get, other players get, get captaincies taken off them, and they don't really come out and moan and groan all, and all like that. So I was I was a bit funny about that, but I would have been happier to bring in bring in McTominay to be honest. Oh really? Yeah, actually I, I no, I probably would agree with that. McTominay, he has done things for us in the past and there is a player there. And I, I agree with what you're saying that in a team like United where you're trying to play probably a you know we'd want to play like Pep. Let's let's be real. That is how that's I like seeing play. That's how he wants to play. McTominay doesn't fit in that in that mold. No, he doesn't no. He's not good enough on the ball. He's not good enough, like, like a dribbling and stuff, to mm. to do that. But I think, yeah, I did think he'd do a job for you. I thought Maguire'd be all right for you as well if you if you're playing a more defensive style. But yeah, yeah, he might have been. He, he might have been okay, but it's obviously, obviously it's the whole whole deal with his wages because he's, he's on like a stupid amount of money every week, and if to leave. Yeah, and if yeah, and if he yeah, and if, and if he does come in, we'd have, we'd well, we might be changing to a three at the back anyway. But but if, but if we but if he had come in, we definitely would have been changing to a three at the back because because he won't be coming to join us just to sit on the bench again. So and and it's, and he 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 would have been good for flight like leadership because we are lacking leaders now. Now now our old ex captain number forty one has left. So 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 yeah, he could have been he could have been good for that, but but I, I, of the two, I, I would have preferred McTominay because I think he would have suited a David Moyes team that that, that does just sit back, soaks up the pressure, and then just tries to and just try, tries to hit, just tries to hit his team, tries to hit his team quickly on the counter or set pieces and whatever. So so I would have preferred McTominay out of the two. Yeah, fair. Right, let's move on to your team, Benji. City beating Newcastle one 0 uh, well, I've got a few notes on this game. Uh, the biggest note is, is Kevin De Bruyne's injury Bolden's time? Because Bolden had a worldy game. He, he was game. unreal. And um, obviously everyone's talking about Haaland and De Bruyne, but no one's talking about Foden. I think Foden, just before Haaland came, season before, he was going on about oh, him and Mbappe. He put that tweet out, if you, I don't know if you remember, uh, when we knocked out Dortmund out of the Champions League. He tweeted Mbappe, are you ready at Mbappe? Then we knocked <laughs> them out. But it's a bit like it's a bit like that, but Foden is that guy. I feel, feel like because of last season, people forgot how good he is. Um, obviously, he had his surgery last season and he was out for a long time, couldn't get back into the team. As, as weird as it sounds, this the Brown injury might actually be good because mm. Folder's not young. He's not as young as he could be. Like he's twenty three. He's not like he's not a young. He's not a kid anymore. He's got five Premier Leagues. Do you know what I mean? Like he needs to be just saying. Just saying. He needs to be starting in this team. And um, as good as he is on the wings, his natural position is definitely a ten. And feeding balls in, dribbling with it, controlling the midfield. Like when you've got someone like Rodri behind you. You don't need to worry about tracking back. You can focus on defending, but he, do, I mean, attacking, but he does defend. Uh, he's a really, really good player. And I'm very glad he's a city, city boy, city boy. Uh, <laughs> I've got a few things written down. I had my prediction for this game. Spencer, last, last week we did predictions for this weekend's yeah. game. At the end. 
I said 3-2 in this game, which was obviously wrong for the amount of goals, but I did think there was going to be one goal in it. I thought I thought New City would just edge it and would just be that bit better on the day. Admittedly, Haaland probably should have scored at least one, potentially two or three. Like normal Haaland, I would expect him to have three goals yeah. three chances. Um, Gavardiol looked really good as well, which is terrifying. They're already in a good defence. He looked very good. But the biggest thing I took from that was Newcastle were pressing you in your own box. And I said it to you last week after the Villa game, Newcastle last season, like they did a bit of attacking when they were at home, but generally they were, you know, defensive, hard to get by, and then would try and do like a quick counter or something or go from set pieces or whatever. This mm. season, I think they're completely changing the game. Eddie Howes Bournemouth did like to do a lot of attacking too fair. I think he had like the highest goals conceded ever in like three Premier League seasons, like in a row or something, because he's always attacking. Obviously, he's got a lot better team now in Newcastle, so he won't concede so many. But I think it's really interesting to see how Newcastle is developing now. I mean, last week, you laughed at me for saying they could get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Honestly, give them I a do. good draw, and I think they're there, mate. I think they could do it. I think if you put them against the, I don't know, like, and like, they could beat Atletico Madrid in my mind. I think they're quite actually similar. Like, yeah, I was just about to say that, similar team. I mean, if I say pull a Real Madrid or a Barca or a Bayern or a PSG, do you know what I mean? If they don't pull them them top-tier teams, I think yeah. they smoke the teams on that second second layer down. They've got a very good team going now in Newcastle and they're playing good. They are playing good. Losing by one goal at the Etihad is not bad at all. That's very respectable. Yeah. I'll be honest, though. I think um, attacking-wise, against us anyway, they weren't as impressive, but that is to be expected when you're mm. coming up against travel winners. Well, well I, I, think, I think it was just that Gvardiol and that was so good in that game. because Yeah, yeah. Play. But, like, do you remember when, um, I think, is it Rodri passed it back and Callum Wilson gets yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gvardiol just, and it's like it's like 3v2. Yeah, it's 3v1 or something. Yeah. And, like, clips the ball, doesn't he, and stops that pass going straight to the other man. Like, I think, I think that's what made Newcastle not look as good on the attack. But, yeah, I was so impressed that they were trying to press you in your own box. Mm. Like, Fair play to them. Can we just have a little conversation as well? We were talking before. There's like what five teams that need strikers, maybe six, and we've got Alvarez and Haaland. How many and of you lot would die for Alvarez in your team? Well, Renyik, I would. I would. Him. When we had Ralph Renyik, everyone laughed at him. He said sign Julian Alvarez, and we fucking said no. And then you signed him about two weeks later. Obviously, didn't join for the summer. <laughs> like we we'd absolutely kill for him right now. And and you say that Newcastle got the same. Isaac and Callum Wilson, yeah, two very good strikers for the Premier League as well, mate. Like a lot of teams would kill to have one of them too. Do you know what I mean? I know Wilson's a bit unlucky with injury sometimes, but Isaac is a fucking absolute monster. Like I think I'm so glad he, I'm so glad he ghosted. I'm so glad he did because he <laughs> he was that player. I was like, he's a he's a big game player. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was glad. Um, yeah, well, I'm talking about Alvarez. We, 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 we apparently had, we apparently had, had, to, had, to, we apparently had, had the fucking chance to, to sign him before he went to City because David Moyes was offered him, and David Moyes has got this big thing about, oh, he's not got Premier League experience, he's not got Premier League experience. Oh, oh, that's he, 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 he admitted, he admitted it, he admitted it on that Diary of a CEO podcast. How he was offered Alvarez for like five million, something like that. No, like some stupid amount, and like. We- and it, I think I, I think rather than him, he, he went for an, went for another one of our strikers who hasn't worked out because we've signed like fifty odd strikers under our current ownership and none of them have worked out. So that, that's just another one to add to the list. To be fair, we had similar to that. We could have bought Caicedo when when Brighton got him for four point three million. 
and our scouts oh, are just no. they're not sure so doesn't, doesn't have the experience in the leagues you're thinking oh you fucking idiots yeah now he's worth like 100 mil <laughs> brilliant right well let's move oh, on to the games fulham nil brentford three this is another game i think i might have got spot on i think i might have said three nil to brentford on and at least two nil um Brentford looking really good again, even without Tony. Brentford are looking really good, and I think yeah. if he comes back, as long as he's keeping himself fit, when he comes back, Brentford, another team like Brighton, mate, they can actually put a serious push on at the end of the season. And Fulham looking like they're struggling, and they're going to struggle this yeah. season. Mm. Well, yeah, it's like we picked up down. on last week. Yeah, they they're another team that Spencer mentioned before about the Saudi kicking apart. Fulham's mm. definitely one of them as well. Like Mitrovic is a massive, massive loss for them. We spoke, we we picked up on it last week, but we could tell this game that they needed yeah. that. They needed a striker yeah. like that, and yeah, and yeah, just you want to take the manager, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Marco Silva didn't they have like forty million to take um, to sign a manager, which is fucking wild. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it, it was just it was very very sloppy from Fulham. Um, I think was it the second goal? It was just a short back pass to the keeper, and then obviously Brighton striker just pounced on it. I'm pretty sure anyway. It might have been a third goal or second goal. I, mean, but... I, know, I, think, I think it's the I think that's the first goal because then I think it's a oh, penalty. It? Yeah, I think it's a penalty is the second one, and the third one they knock it around really nicely and just pass it across the goal and just right, yeah, yeah. You ever seen, but, yeah, yeah. Just really sloppy from Fulham. Um, I'm sure it was last season and I watched them and I thought, they're all right. Like They can probably stay mm. in the Premier League for a while. But as soon as the players are starting to leave, they're not signing anyone, obviously that can help the team. You can tell that they ain't, they ain't the same and they definitely are up for um, relegation battle if, if they carry on like this. You, know, you never know. They might have a change of heart or something and start switching up. But, someone someone yeah. that did sign is Raul Jimenez. We spoke about him last week as well. Mm. Obviously was brilliant at Wolves when he was at Wolves he was so good and in this game I don't know if you've seen it he did that Rabona cross that was fucking well it was so good honestly <laughs> it was a perfect ball across but the problem was he needed another Raul Jimenez in the middle there to actually put it in because they didn't they don't have that um that other striker um and I think Leno in goal for Fulham this season is going to be facing so many shots yeah like they were like I said sloppy conceding chance after chance after chance. I know Brentford are a really good team. They do play really good football. I think Thomas, I'm sure I heard Thomas Frank is the third longest standard manager in the Prem now at the club. I think after um, Klopp and Pep, because I think he was obviously with them in the championship as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are a very settled team. Yeah, Brentford, I think, guaranteed top half finish. Could they, could they push mm. up into seven for six, maybe? I think it just depends on... It really depends on Tony. Big six do. I, I think it. I think it depends on the the classic big six, or whatever. I think it depends on how they do for where teams like Brentford and Brighton finish. Because as soon as any of them drop off, I think those teams could just sneak right in there. Well, we're, we're saying this. Uh, I feel like it's a good, good little veto veto into a little next game. With you're saying about big six, maybe if they drop off. I think West Ham could make a run. We're saying Brentford, Brighton, top six, top seven. West Ham, 3-1 against the mighty billion-pound team. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a 
there's got to be something about him. Do you know what I mean? And um, it, it can't just be healthier shit. Like the game was, a, it was, it was a good performance from West Ham. All right, yeah, we can, we can move on to West Ham now. And before Spencer smiles too much uh, <laughs> and enjoys himself too much, I think James Ward-Prowse. When I, when I first seen you signed him, I thought, yeah, not bad, mm. decent at Southampton. Didn't think he was great last year, but the set pieces. Fucking oh, hell, real. he's just so good over a dead ball, isn't he? He's so good over a dead ball. <laughs> but go on, Spencer, take it away. Tell us about the whole game. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, James Ward-Prowse, what a boy. What a boy he is. I was, I've, I've wanted him. I've wanted him for ages, because especially, especially sort of last season, that was our big problem in the league, because the season before last, we was good with set pieces. We was good. That was one of our big, big weapons where we, where we scored, where we beat teams. But last season, for whatever reason, we just couldn't score from a free kick, corner, anything. But but even but but now but now James Ward Prowse he got he he got his first corner like six seven minutes in and I, I wasn't I wasn't at the game but I, I've heard from people that was that the whole stadium just rose just went on their feet for a corner for like James Ward Prowse because everybody knew that he's gonna he's gonna pinpoint it right on someone's head he's gonna and it, it, his first his first one Chelsea saved and then like two minutes later he had another one and that's and that's when we scored that's when we scored the the first the, the first goal and. And 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 I think I think that's really going to help him because I think I think not not taking a game or two games to get his first assist that is what's going to really that is going to help him just settle down, build the nerves, and and I've heard I've heard from West Ham channels that he's really wanted this move all summer. We're the one club he's wanted he's wanted to join, and so and some. And so, and, and so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And also, as well as that, not just to set pieces, he set up, he set up our second goal, our second mm. goal as well in open play. He played the through ball through for Mikel Antonio, and that was that was that was another very good through ball. And he he, he looks he, he looks he, he looks like he's gonna take over and do even better what what Declan was trying to do last season from the attacking sense. And now we've and now we've got now we've got the um, Edge and Alvarez in. On, yeah, Edge and Alvarez. He, he, he's, he's coming as well. He's he's going to do the defensive side. And I, I went and and I went I went into the season not feeling confident because because by the time the season started, we hadn't signed anyone yet. So I wasn't confident. I was all bit bit doom and gloom. And it's, especially the first result against Bournemouth, we weren't brilliant against Bournemouth, but against Chelsea against Chelsea first half we weren't good. We we was not good in in the first half. We was lucky to be one one. I think it was. Um, at half time, and I, I, I remember saying to I remember saying to the wife, uh, I remember saying to the wife, and because I'd go do something during half time. I said to her, if, but he'd come back and tell me if Chelsea score, because we are not going to score. And, <laughs> and 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 then and then I came and then I came back just a second half was starting, and 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 just two goals in the second half. Uh, red red card red card for Agurd, who was having a brilliant game. He was having a brilliant game before that. And he, he did not. The only person who was getting past him was Sterling, because Sterling had a brilliant game. To be fair, he was he was electric. He was fast as anything, quick as anything. He he was the one player getting past our defence, but everyone else, Agurd, was just getting in the way, stopping him. He was having a brilliant game until till that one moment of absolute madness to get himself get himself sent off. Get himself sent off, and and well, what else went on in that game? There was like, everything, everything, everything happened in that game. Chelsea had their penalty. Chelsea had their penalty, didn't they? Which um, which Ariola saved. 
So, so when 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 we saved that, you could you, it, it feels like immediately following that, like ten seconds later, we we was in the Chelsea box, we was in the Chelsea box, and we was attacking, and you could feel the whole stadium go, oh, we've actually got a chance here, we've actually got a chance here, and then and then we went on and got our second, and then a, and then and then we and then we had then we had the penalty right at the end, Paqueta of all people, after the week he's had with the old betting allegations, <laughs> him him stepping up. Him stepping up and scoring that penalty right at the end, and you could and you could see from his celebrations just what it meant to him. It meant everything, everything to him to be able to be able to say, oh, "I've come through this week. Uh, I've come through this week. I've done this." He was give, he was giving it everything. There was there was one there was one point one point early in the second half after he thought he'd been fouled. He did he did this really theatrical dive over someone's head. It was really proper theatrical. It was like ah, he proper all arms all over everywhere. It was it was just it was just one of those mad mad games of football it was just and he it's he's he just gives he, he gives me old school to canio vibes from, <laughs> from 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 how petulant he can be how brilliant he can be so i really really do hope that well it, it looks like the man city deal now is off now you've yeah. now you've signed that yeah now, yeah now, now you've signed now, now you've signed that that doku or however you pronounce it now you've signed him. It looks like that one's off, which I'm very happy about. Because because if we can if we can keep him, even just for another season, he 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 will lift us in. He will lift us into the top half. I'm not quite sure about Europe. See how some of the new players, see how some of the new players gel. See how some of the new players fit in. But but, but James Ward Prowse, he will win us games on his own. And Edge and Alvarez will keep us in games. There's still going to be games where we're going to get beat three, four against the bigger teams, just because that's how David Moyes plays. And 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 just because David Moyes, once we go one nil down, he do, he doesn't want to go one one. He wants to just keep it at one nil and not get thrust. And but then that in turn leads to us. So I am I am still scared about us playing Man City in a few in in a few weeks. Because that that'll be the game that'll be the game where we do get spanked and everyone will start moaning again. Everyone will start complaining again. <laughs> but but it is but 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 as for this weekend, Chelsea a billion pounds spent only took ten men to beat them. <laughs> only took ten men to beat them. It was just ah, oh, just just one of those mad mad games of football that just remind you why 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 you support your football team and because even when you give up all hope, you still get a result like that. So yeah. just brilliant, brilliant weekend. Yeah, I heard he was celebrating that penalty so much because he had him at fifty quid, sixty-one from to score a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the the hilarious thing about the penalties as well is that Enzo missing a penalty and guys head of giving a penalty is two hundred and thirty million quid spent to miss a penalty mm. and give a penalty in one game is <laughs> is quite painful. But I do want to oh, talk definitely. about definitely. But Edson Alvarez coming in, it's actually interesting you're saying that him doing the defensive work because someone who I actually didn't think had a great game for you was Thomas Duchek. He mm. obviously, um, when Chukamaker scored, Suchek's right in front of him and he, he does that he does like a little step over something, doesn't he? He gets past him and Suchek gave away the penalty as well. I remember Suchek a couple of seasons ago was unbelievable for you. When he yeah, was he was unreal. And he kept was. scoring goals. Didn't really look up to it today. So you think so think maybe he's waning a little bit and you think you need Alvarez to come in and maybe take Possibly. his spot or, be, or play, maybe play next to him? 
Possibly, he wasn't. He 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 wasn't. He wasn't great last season. He wasn't great last season. But I think. But I think that's more because of the role that David Moyes asked him to play alongside along alongside former captain number forty one. He 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 also not be named. Uh, but he, he 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 was asked to play more defensively last season, and and number forty one was allowed to be more attacking, allowed to go forward a bit more. Whereas I think whereas I think Sutek's better going forward. They should have been more like the other way. I think, and I think I think I think Sutek he, he was okay against Bournemouth. It was he had a pretty good game against Bournemouth last week. So so I'm not so I'm not sure not sure what Moyes' plan is for him other than uh, other than just to keep him in the team every week because. Because Shutek is the one player David Moyes just won't drop for whatever reason. So, so, so I think so. It is going to be interesting to see what Moyes does, whether Shutek plays alongside Alvarez or whether Shutek finally gets dropped. But but Shutek has just got a new four-year deal out of nowhere that nobody was quite expecting. How old is he? Uh, not sure. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight, something like that. Is he? Let me. Oh, yeah, he's twenty-eight. Yes, yes, twenty-eight. Yes, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so he's got a new four-year deal out of nowhere. That, like I say that nobody was expecting. So because because like because like we was all thinking if we're gonna we're gonna be getting new midfielders and he might have been one after a poor season last year that who was gonna who was gonna like who was gonna like be be dropped or be sold or whatever. So for him to get a new deal is quite a, quite a weird one. But there's obviously more he sees something in him and. So and so, so 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 for the next year or so, we do we do at least have to trust that David Moyes knows what he's on about. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the West Ham game there because we've got three games to go still. We've already hit the hour mark. We love to do a long one, don't we, Benji? Um, yeah. Let's go to the game that we both said last week we couldn't care less about, but I think we also predicted perfectly, which was Forest on Friday night beating Sheffield two one. Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what we said as well. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Um, don't want to talk about it loads because honestly, these two teams don't be snide to the clubs. I don't want to be snide to the fans. Yeah, let's be real. Forest Sheffield United beating the beating relegation is the only thing they can hope for this season for both teams. Um, I want uh, I don't know how you say his name. A one e for Forest. He scored the first goal. Been here, we mess yeah. with them. And Morgan gives White did look good again. Um, and Willie Bolly was looking really dangerous. So I didn't even realise he played for Forest now. You know, he's no, no did I. <laughs> he's he's pretty solid now. I actually rate Willie Bolly. I used to like him when he was at Wolves. Um, so I think they've been massive. And Matt Turner in goal for Forest did really well as well. He stayed, saved two or three good shots from Sheffield United. But that game was just the earliest relegation battle in this season. <laughs> I mean, it was the first game you've got. And these two teams could easily both be relegated. Let, let's see what happens. And it wasn't a spectacular game. For no, not really. Happy with their win, Sheffield United must be feeling the fear a bit. Yeah, I mean, we're only two games in, but yeah. That that game, I didn't watch it because you see it on like Sky Sports or whatever. You click on it and you're like, mm, is it really worth my time? So mm. I just watched the highlights. And even the highlights, they're a bit like, if he, you can tell that it is definitely a lower, a lower battle, but I reckon relegation is coming to one of these teams definitely. Yeah. But it is early to say. Sheffield United ain't looking too good though. Not looking no. amazing. They've not signed the I'm, look, I'm looking forward till next week. Next week, City. It'll be good. 
I reckon. United next week. Yeah, Sheffield United next week. I'm pretty sure it's either Sheffield United or Fulham. Uh, not Fulham, Luton. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, Sheffield United. Right, let's triple, play, let's triple play Captain Harland on uh, FTR. <laughs> I was going to say that. There's a five, five goals <laughs> in one game coming in, isn't there? Oh, Jesus. I was, oh, I was saying much no captain for when you play against Luton at home. I was thinking that's going to be the mm. one that he's just going to score so many goals. <laughs> um, Spencer, you got anything to chuck in about Forest or Sheffield United, or you're equally a little bit oh. uninterested in uh, Benji? Yeah, well, yeah, well, Sheffield United, they they just scream a team that's that's come up to, just to go back down again. That's, they they just they just scream that Forest Forest is going to be it's going to be an interesting. Next next week or so for them to see see if they can keep hold of keep hold of their better players because I know there's rumours about Brennan Johnson maybe maybe going somewhere else and there's rumours about a couple of the other big players going somewhere else so if, if if they can keep hold of them they might just be okay but only only on the strength of their being three worst teams because I think I think we're all assuming I think we're all assuming Sheffield United and Luton are going down and I've got I've got Wolves to go down as well because like you said earlier um no no striker no anything they they was good against United and they was unlucky against United but but you can't have too many of those games yeah. where you are unlucky and so they do need to get a striker in but I but I've got I've got them going down Fulham just about staying up and maybe Forest just like 15th 15th 14th something what, something like that. Everton. So I think Everton. I think Everton could easily go down. Everton a a bad team. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, another one. That's, that's a good segue into the next game. That um, Mate, Villa Everton. There you go on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Four nil is a big yeah. result, and it is gonna show signs of Everton this season if they don't say something. Like Calvert Lewin comes back after big time off, and he's already off injured. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I do feel bad fair. for the guy. Did you yeah. did you see his dad's tweet? Yeah, but in all fairness, that wasn't like an injury. That wasn't like a muscle injury, was it? I swear he got a, yeah, true. a hit in the face, didn't he? And his eyes yeah, swelled yeah, up. Yeah. So at least that one isn't like a muscle injury that could be months. That should literally just be a week to let that swelling go down a little bit. Maybe he has to wear like a patch or something on there. But yeah, it was. I do feel a bit bad for him. He is just a, he's a bit like Reese James. like like... I always say that they could be, become the new Wilshire. That's what I said to you then. I sent you over the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was I didn't have much signal, but what I did see was the Instagram post about Reese James being injured again. And I sent him to you straight away going, he's going to be the new Wilshire. Tons of talent, tons of ability, never stays fit, never plays more than 15 league games in a season. And you know I mean, what, what's the point of having all that talent? A bit like Marshall. Marshall was a, a great yeah. player last season. Actually, when Marshall was fit and playing, he did loads for us. He had a really good goals and assists per 90 ratio last year. But it's because he was playing for the last 30 minutes of a game and getting injured again. But in that 30 minutes, he would get a goal. He would get an assist. Um, but yeah, without Calvert-Lewin, great. let's see how long. Let's see what he does after he comes back from this. Because I'm sure he'll probably be able to come yeah. back in next week. But if he can't stay fit, I actually think Everton could get relegated. Because again, need a striker, need a goal scorer. And they're looking bad at the back as well. Michael Keane had a shocking game. And I think they need to sign the centre-back. I mean, I don't know what their money situation is. Because you remember a couple of seasons ago, didn't they? They'd spent like 400 million or something like that. And then COVID had hit. And they are financially in loads of trouble. So I don't even know if they can sign anyone, really. I don't know if they have any money to spend anywhere. But they need a centre-back. 
they probably need a striker. They could probably even do the midfielder because they sold Decore, didn't they? He's at um oh, who's Decore at now? Someone else that comes out, it's like a Bournemouth or someone like that. He's he, anyway. That. I can't I can't think that. Is it Bournemouth? No. Who who's Decore gone to? Um anyway, Decore was like their only good midfielder in my mind, and he he's gone. I just, I I don't know what ever are gonna do. And one of the things I've got written down here is can Sean Dyche keep Everton up? <laughs> I mean, I don't have high hopes, I'll be real. Mm. Um they had a few good players for the last few seasons, and now it just seems like all the good players that they had have either gone or they just stopped performing. Uh Adrifter Gay, he literally came from PSG. Mm. And I'm thinking, what Everton just signed a PSG player, like he's got experience, all this. He's just not impressing me at all. Ashley Young at left back. Tarkovsky centre back. I'm just I'm just thinking, how can you have these players in your team and be struggling this much? I swear, you know what? One thing that'll always annoy me is Jordan Pickford in that. Jordan Pickford, <laughs> England number one, you know he's good, you know he's good distribution, saving, all of that, but he concedes four against Villa. I just think I don't know, man. It's it's very shaky. It's a very shaky team. Oh, I don't know how much Jordan Pickford could have really done for most of those goals. That's what I mean, literally. Like, and such from such easy place in the box to score from. Do you mean Villa? I mean, we were saying last week how we were surprised that Newcastle would smash Villa so much, and I'd say that I thought Villa were going to be quite a high-scoring team this year. Obviously, Unai Emery's a great manager. Um, they've got good attacking players. Their front line now of what Leon Bailey, Diaby, and Watkins. That's a very good front line, mate. And Villa actually another team that could get into that top eight as well. I think they're another one that might keep a West Ham out of a seventh or eighth place finish because Villa could be right up in there as well. Um, but yeah, I just I just see Everton going down. I thought all of last season they were going to go down. Do you know what I mean it was only in the last that last little stretch, wasn't it? They managed to stay up. Mm. Um, and it's funny because obviously yeah, I've written Cancel Dice keep Everton up, and then I was thinking. Yeah, but when he was at Burnley, he meant to keep them up with no spend or whatever. But I was looking at that, I was thinking about that Burnley team and there's a lot of players in that team that were his players. You know I mean, they played that exact same way. They played that 4-4-2 solid every week and they were very difficult to play against. Whereas at Everton, don't seem difficult to play against. Teams do roll Everton at the moment. Like, they regularly just get pushed aside. And like you're saying, yeah, I mean, Richarlison, I know, isn't the greatest Spurs, but yeah, he's gone. Calvert-Lewin's never fit. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I got I Mopey as well, which is a weird signing anyway. Yeah, even at Brighton, who we talk about being a well-run club and actually regularly have played a good brand of football, he was always underscoring in that Brighton team. Like on XG, I think every season on XG he was like three or four goals below XG. Like that, he was always a very wasteful, almost striker. Like did miss big chances. Like he would occasionally score a screamer. But he was a big waste of chances. So he seemed like a weird signing to come in and and rely on a player that a team like Brighton at that time, when they signed him as well, Brighton and Everton weren't that far away in the table. So why were why were Everton thinking, oh, Brighton are willing to let this guy go to us if he's going to raise us to their level? Surely they were thinking, well, they're letting him go because they're going to sign someone better and they're going to go up and we're going to drop down from having him instead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. Everton are 
it was a weird signing, and then all the players that they have now is a bit iffy, and then I don't see them making any signings, though. That's the thing. Like, who could they sign? They'd have to sign a lot of players. I don't think they've got any money signing people. Yeah, literally. They're such a big club, isn't they? I think they've never not been in the Pem, wherever. And that's why in your mind you go, no, they can't get relegated. But actually, if you're watching, if they, if it wasn't Everton, if that was, if that was Luton that had had the results that Everton have had, you'd be going, yeah, knew they were going down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the way they're playing, you'd be like, yeah, not surprised at all. Everton are going to be definitely down there. And I think if Everton even finish above 16th or 15th, they will have done better than they should have because they are seriously poo nowadays <laughs> um spence you got any thoughts on villa or everton uh villa no villa just just, just just like you say just like you say last week last week don't getting spanked by newcastle was such a big surprise i was as good as newcastle are these days i thought that would be a lot closer game than what that was and as for as for as for, as for this weekend as for this weekend against everton them, them getting three or four that's more them Kind of what you'd expect them to do this season. Like there are going to be games where Villa are going to get three, four, five. Because like you say, they do look they they do look a very good high scoring team when they want to be. Unai Emery, what a manager they've managed to get in. Mm-hmm. How 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 they got him when there must have been bigger teams who who would have wanted him. I, I know he didn't do well at Arsenal, but but before before the last couple of years, who has done well there? So. Yeah. So, so yeah, so yeah, so getting Emery in that is going to be a, that is going to be a great great appointment for them. And yeah, they they, they do they do look a very good team. But I do, but I do but I do hope they they, they are the second highest Claret and Blue team this season. <laughs> Let it be a serious battle. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see um, how I I think at the end of the season it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, obviously, of course, I want United to be second or third, mm. but likely at the moment. But where Villa. Brentford and Brighton all end up, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, just like how they develop through the season, I think it's going to be really interesting. And like, I mean, you said before, Benji, about Newcastle going into European football. Pretty sure Villa have Europa or Conference, didn't they, as well? So. And Brighton do as well. So, yeah, again, with injuries, that will be the, I think that will be the crucial thing for them teams. If they suddenly hit the mm. group stage or they hit the, the first knockout round of them competitions and they've lost two or three of their starting players, then maybe we'll see them drop off a little bit. Um, but right now, they're looking pretty good. And top half of the table could actually be all good teams. And it could just literally be 10 good teams, 10 terrible teams in the Premier League this yeah. year. Like, it could be quite easily. Um, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, I, I like that Villa team, though. I, I don't know why. They, it just kind of makes me laugh. I know I've got a guy, I know a guy um, who goes in the pub I, work, I used to work at. He's a massive Birmingham City fan. He's from Birmingham. He hates Villa, calls him the vile. There's nothing better than seeing them win and going up to him and going, ooh, see their result. Did Birmingham lose this weekend? Of course they did. They're terrible. It's great. Um, <laughs> so hopefully Villa. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him do well. If they're, whichever, whichever, I can't I can't remember if they're Europa or Conference I League. I think it's Conference, right? Oh, they could win the Conference League, mate. There's not that many great teams in the Conference League. Like, the Europa League, in all fairness, everyone loves the Europa League, but does actually normally have four, five, yeah, six big teams in teams, it. Yeah. I mean, and teams have dropped down to the Champions League. I mean, last year, obviously, United played Barca in the fucking knockout round. Do you know what I mean? That's two big clubs in the Europa League. And it's still like Sevilla's and, and them kind of that level of club, Roma's and stuff like that. But in that Conference League, it's definitely a big drop down again. And 
I think it'd be great. And obviously, you know, Emery loves the European competition. How many times has he won the Europa League? Like fucking five or six times, I think. <laughs> like I actually think he has. I think he won it three times in a row, didn't he? With Sevilla or four times with Sevilla, something like that. Um, I think it'd be great to see Villa go out and win the Europa Conference League. I think that'd be well entertaining. Um, and I mean, maybe in all fairness, if at the end of the season Brentford and Brighton are doing really well and it's looking like Villa aren't going to get into those European spots, maybe they just go. Well, let's win the Conference League then. Let's just put all our eggs in that basket, win that, and get straight into the Europa League from that. Maybe like it could be an option for them. Uh, depending. I mean, on it'll give it'll give them a trophy. It'll give them something to focus on. And as you said, there's ten terrible teams in the Premier League. I doubt they'll even if they do focus on the Conference League. Yeah. I doubt they'll lose to Luton. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Chance. So yeah. I think it's a good idea to do that, and obviously Carabao FA mm, is what it is. Well, it's a shout. The English competitions have City, Liverpool, you know, they're, they're going to be tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas that Conference League, if you get lucky and like the bigger teams maybe don't take it serious early on and get knocked out, you know, you might be playing against like fucking second in the Swedish League or something like that. Like you might just be yeah. loving life. And Villa, I think, are better than that. Um, let's move on to the last game, which I have no information on. I was not yesterday. I was I was dead out. Palace <laughs> very tight, one nil to Arsenal. Are Arsenal as good as they were last season? Right, I'm just gonna start off with this, and honestly, I'm really not impressed. I'm not impressed at all with this Arsenal team. The thing is, is it's kind of similar where the striker is just not up to standards because it's in Ketia right now. Because Jesus is injured or something like that. I think I think he's injured. Havertz playing the eight role weird. Mm. Havertz playing on the same level as Odegaard is like it's it's weird. It's a weird signing. We said this anyway. But then to have Nketia as a sole striker, I think they need Jesus to come back. Even though you know he's not a bagsman, like Jesus doesn't score that many goals. But you could tell what he was doing with the team last season. And yeah, I was I didn't watch the game. Watch the highlights, watch the short version of it. I'm, yeah, I'm not impressed. Odegaard, as you can tell, obviously he's a good player. Uh, he's a good captain. I think he's captain, right? He's um, he's good, but Crystal Palace are not good this season. They lost Zaha. Alise didn't even play this game. And they struggled. Like, mm. I have to say, though, uh, we'll say number 41. He's fitted in right. He's fitted in nice at Arsenal. I'm not gonna lie. He does control the midfield like Thomas Party did when he first signed. When everyone was casting him off about he's on the same level as Rodri, Casemiro, that type. It's like Rice has fitted in really well with his Arsenal team, and Saka ghosted, Martinelli ghosted, and Katia missed a lot of good chances. It was weird to see because obviously we talk about Arsenal, we talk about title contenders. They've literally improved every position that they could in their team from last season where they were obviously going for first place and now they're struggling against Crystal Palace. Inevitably, they did get the win, which is obviously a good thing, but it didn't impress me at all from what I saw. I would, I would give them that Celeste Park is a hard place to go in all fairness. I've seen United mm. struggle there before. You, they, they can be quite a good team at home. Um, and I do love Roy Hodgson still being a manager at the Premier League. Is he like 80 now or he's like 70, 78, 79? Something like that. Unbelievable. Um, 
but yeah, Arsenal not not convincing at the moment, are they? And that, like obviously we said this a lot. It's only the first two games. You can't judge too much from that. But actually, last season it was the first ten games that made everyone think Arsenal were going to win the league because I think they got. I think in the first 10 games, they got like 26 out of the 30 points or something like that. Yeah. Maybe even 28. They were tearing teams apart, scoring loads of goals. Obviously, last week they played Forest, didn't they? And only won 2-1. Forest actually, they were tooting up and Forest actually getting back at them. Maybe could have snuck yeah. a draw a little bit better. Um, Palace, obviously, yeah, without Zaha, done well to keep hold of Elise. He's got Eze as well, but obviously Elise wasn't playing. Um and only a 1-0 there, everyone expected Arsenal to be better this season because all their team is young, so there's no reason for them to be worse. Mm. But I think, one, expectation can make you worse because when everyone's expecting you to be amazing, the second you're not, it can get it can get in your own head. Do you know what I mean? The players will be going, fucking hell, we should be winning this game 3-4-0. Like, why, why aren't we? And two, I think sometimes you've done so well maybe work a little bit less hard. You know, you take it for granted a little bit if you're expecting to just be able to put a team to the sword. Yeah. I think, to be honest, I think that happened a little bit of Arsenal at the end of last season. I don't think that... Everyone said that they lost the league because they lost because of the injuries. I don't. I think they lost it in their minds because they lost, like, easy... Didn't they lose to Wolves or someone, like, 3-0? Like, yeah. late on, like... That's, that's not an injury bottle. That's a... That's a bottle. That is a... You've completely done it yourself. Like, you don't... And we've just said that Wolves can't score a goal. I'm not sure if it was, but I think it was. But there was a few games in the last season where they clearly weren't working hard enough, especially considering the position they were in, where they could have won the league. And yes, they've obviously got two wins straight away. You can't be too critical. They got six points in the first two games, but they're not the sparkling Arsenal they were last year. No way. No. I have to say, though, um, all the Arsenal fans for a season, bigging up, they're going to be better than City. Compare City to Arsenal, we would have not even got close to 1-0 against um, against Crystal Palace. I just think, from what I was watching, the quality of football is not where it should be for people that are saying they're better than City and they're going to come for the title. No way. The, the real tester for this season is Arsenal versus a, a top-five team. Like Even if it's United, I reckon United will stuff them. From what I've seen, Good if luck. United get their books in order and Hoyland's decent, um, yeah, I, I'm not expecting Arsenal to make a big run this season. I'm expecting us to run away with it, and I'm happy about that. Spencer, you know I mean? what, after last season, what do you, and obviously they didn't, they, they didn't even win a trophy last year, they came second. What do you think Arsenal need to do this year to have a good season that people can't question beyond obviously winning every competition? Like, what's a reasonable thing that they could do and be like, yes, they've had another good season and they've actually progressed? I think, I think, really, a lot of, like I say, a lot of people are saying Arsenal to win the league. I think, I, I think a lot of that is because no team has ever, has ever won the, the English top tier four years in a row. So a lot of people are saying Arsenal for that reason. But, but also, also, I think it is hard to tell with Arsenal so far because without Jesus, you're not really seeing the full 
full strength Arsenal as of yet. So I but I do think I do think for them to have a good season this year, they do they do they do they do need to do need to win some do need to win something and maybe 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 win maybe win like the FA Cup, get second and maybe and maybe as well have have a good run in the Champions League because that's that's the one competition Arsenal have always struggled in other than other than that yeah. one season when when they got to the final and they had the whole mad Jens Lehmann red card against Barcelona. But I think, I think, I think, I think, get, get, get to like quarterfinals of the Champions League, semi, quarterfinals of the Champions League, semis if possible, second in the league, and I think that, I think that will be progression from where, from where they, from where they was, but, 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 and also, and also, they, they might be closer this, this year, just, just because of the whole, just because of the whole KDB injury, because the whole De Bruyne injury that. That that will that will that will push Arsenal closer to where City to where City was, and I think and I think I think if I think if if, if you look at the two teams and you look at the two two transfer windows, Arsenal and City have had. I think I think Arsenal have improved. Um, Arsenal 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 have improved, and City and City 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 City, have, have, City haven't really dropped down, but they've stayed where they was. I, I think I think if you look if you look at their signings, so. So, uh, so I think I think they're going to be closer in the league. It just all depends how they do towards towards the end, and if they can keep the bottle, like like you said, if they don't bottle it. I think as well though. Last year, obviously, they're only playing Europa League, and mm. I know it's, it's the same amount of games as Champions League, or whatever. But in the Europa League, got teams you can you play, you can take a few of your best players out. Do you know I mean, you don't have to have Saka and Martinelli against some of the teams you're playing. You don't have to have those zoos. Whereas this year, if you're in the Champions League, and you're playing good teams. And they, like you said, they they're gonna want to at least get to the quarterfinals. They can at least put a bit of a stamp down and say, look, we are a serious team nowadays. Mm. Oh, I think they they could struggle a little bit. I mean, they've already lost Timber, who was who I thought as well. If Timber looked good, I went United at home last year, and I did think, oh, that that definitely helps their back line because he could play right back, he could play centre back. I could probably even play CDM if you really need them to. Um, he's gone already. Havertz was a Fucking weird signing. Number 41, I thought was a great sign in all fairness and will do well. Um mm. but yeah, I just Arsenal in my mind is like Spurs. They are bottle jobs. I, I said it all yeah. in last season. Ben, you attest to this. I said it within five games. I said it all the time. Every time someone told me Arsenal win the league, I told you they're not. If you get to end the season, they might have a couple of injuries, they'll bottle it, and City will do what they always do and win their last ten games straight and they win the league. They won't do it. Arsenal bottled all the cup competitions. They did. I mean, they went out to um, um, ah, oh, who is it? The ah, oh, the green badge of Portuguese team. Why is the name evading me? Sporting, sporting, yes, sporting, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so sporting, like not a great game. We watched that, didn't we, Ben? You and me together. We watched yeah. that a crazy goal from halfway line. Um, didn't do great in that game. Uh, I can't remember where they went out in the FA Cup or the Carabao, but do you know what I mean like? They came second and didn't really get close to anything last year. If the expectations of them to win the league this year, I think no chance. I, I just don't see it happening. Unless unless City, yes, KDB being out is bad, but like we've already said, it's not as if Fodden isn't unbelievable as well. It's not as if Alvarez yeah. is unbelievable. Watch Doku be pretty good. I mean, he's still got Grealish. You've still got like Bernardo Silva. You've still got loads of creative players. It's not. KDB is massive for you best midfielder in the world of course he is but taking him out doesn't affect you in the way it would affect other teams there's still so many creative players so I don't see Arsenal being able to win the league I don't see them winning the Champions League which is 
listen to this, Spencer, you'll love this. A guy I know is an Arsenal fan. I was, we were having a bit of banter before the season started, and he went, well, it'll be all right. Because I took the piss, I went, oh, yeah, how long has it been since you've been Champions League? What, 10 years? He went, oh, don't matter, because we'll win it this year. And I went, I bet you £100 you don't. And he's taken that bet. <laughs> he has taken no, that yes, bet. I'm going to be £100 <laughs> richer when Arsenal fall out of the Champions League in like, the first knockout round. Yeah, it's going to be great. I really can't wait for that one. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but there we go. We've hit an hour and a half. That was a... Oh, before we finish, let's go for our predictions. Get them up. Yes, get I will get them up quickly. Right, last we'll week, I think week. we were pretty we were pretty solid. This will be another reel on our Instagram. So if you want to follow it, I'll put a link on screen. or I'll, I'll put it in the description of the Spotify podcast. So make sure everyone follows that and gets it up. Uh, the first game is Chelsea-Luton Town. And honestly, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. No, Chelsea got a spaff them. Um, nah, 2-0, two, 3-0. Two nil, 3-0. Three nil. Three nil. Chelsea will batter I don't them. think it will be, no. I think they will. Right, I Spencer, think, what are you saying about that? 3-0. 3-0 oh, three nil, three nil Chelsea, I think. They, they, was un, they, they was unlucky against us. They was unlucky against us. Luton aren't going to be as good defensively as us. West Ham still have decent players. I mean, West Ham still have players that can make a difference. I don't True. see anyone in that Luton team that makes it go, fucking hell, yeah, they're going to no. make something happen there. Ross Barkley's coming, man. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Another old Everton player uh, as well. Exactly. There you go. Uh, the next game on the list, Bournemouth Spurs. Spurs are looking good first two games. Is, is that um, Bournemouth? Yeah, at Bournemouth. Maybe maybe two one Spurs. I think I think Bournemouth will do alright. Yeah. I can hear that to be fair. So what about what you, you Spencer? Um, uh, I, I like how I, I like how Poster has got Spurs playing. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go yeah, I yeah, I'll go two nil. Two nil Spurs. Yeah, how about that? Two nil. they're not big goal scorers obviously because they've got Richarlison there. But um <laughs> one or two nil, I reckon. I, I don't think they'll concede, they got solid. Uh next one, Brentford Palace, and it's at Brentford. Brentford. Surely Brentford takes that. Yeah. I don't know whether to go 2 0 or 3 1 Brentford, but I think Brentford will get a few goals in that. They're looking shit hot. Chris Palace, yeah. no, we'll go, I'll go 2 1 actually because Palace are. Yeah, I, I back a 2 1. Yeah, two, yeah, 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 2 0 again, Brentford. Decent. Uh, the next one, Arsenal Fulham at the Emirates. Oh, I still should. That'll be the first game they spaff someone, I reckon, because they'd be at home. <laughs> yeah. so that'd, that'd be 3 0 or something, 3 0, 4 0, maybe. Arsenal. Mm, I reckon 3 1. I reckon they'll get a sloppy goal or nah, something like that. Fulham ain't good. No. <laughs> 4 0 Arsenal. Spencer's gone big. I like it. This next one is the one I'm going to say 5 0. Uh, United Forest. At nah, Old like, Trafford. 3 3 0. I think we played them last season three times, and I think it was 3 0, 3 0, 3 1. So. Exactly. Three now. I'll say four now. Go big. Stick with five. Now go big. Come on now. Back yourself. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, two, 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 two nil menu. I think for that one. You're gonna say fucking two all then? As I see, cheeky bastard. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one, Everton Wolves. Oh my god! That'll be the fucking oh. worst game in front of goal you've ever seen. 
I back both teams <laughs> have over 10 shots and score less than two goals. Um, I'll actually say nil nil. It's either nil nil or one one, isn't it? I might just go one one and just pray there's a goal in that game. <laughs> my, my, minus one all, if that's possible. Yeah, surely that's a nil nil that one. Uh, next one, Brighton West Ham at the Amex. Oh, that will be tough. I think we'll have a bit of different views here. I think that's a Brighton win. Yeah. Just as good in Brighton. We have never beaten Brighton in the Premier League. We've beat them in the Championship, but we've never no. beat them. We've never beat them in the Premier League, home, away, anywhere. I might go 3 1 Brighton. <laughs> yeah, I'll say 2 1. I reckon, no, I reckon they get a goal. James Will Prowse will score a free kick, but Bright, Matoma will get a goal. Solid March will get a goal, and something else will happen. Yeah, right, I'm gonna. I'll, I, yeah, just 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 because of that fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for two two, two, two <laughs> or one out, and I'll be I'll, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, right, that's a great result. All right, and go tell me what our predictions were for last week as well, Benjamin. Let's see how we did. You got the Instagram relevant you of our last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We still got three more games. Oh, oh my god, I thought we'd done yeah. ten already. Oh, Jesus. No, no, this, we still got Sheffield United and City. Six oh, nil. Yeah, six nil. <laughs> it's actually Who's United, so you never know. Nil. Seven yeah. nil. <laughs> yeah, nine nil. Yeah, <laughs> like the record ten nil. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That'd be at uh, least be at least four or five for City at least. Yeah, Surely. there's there's no there's no worrying about that. I'm not even. I'm the only thing I'm worried about is my FPL. Who do I captain? Bolden or Haaland? Do you know what oh, I mean? I think- I think City could get two red cards in the first half of that game and still win 3-0. Like, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> to be fair, Edison gets a red pot Kyle Walker in there. Yeah, no worries. Let's <laughs> uh, one Burnley Villa at Burnley. I actually reckon maybe close game 2-1 Burnley. No, at Burnley is a good team, man. I think I think I said this to you last week. I think Burnley are super overrated. Just because they won the championship does not mean you do well in the Prem. We've seen Norwich spaff a championship and do terrible. We've seen Fulham do it. Um, Villa are a good team. I reckon 3 1 Villa. I'm giving it to I'm, I'm, Burnley, man. I'm, I'm going to go big again. I'm going to go 4 0. 4 0 Villa. Oh, Spencer loves a big shout. Good man. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> what are you saying, Benji? 2 1. 2 1 Burnley, yeah. Burnley? No. Yeah, I'm giving it Burnley, me. You used to love too much. Watch, we'll come back to it next week. We'll come back to it and we'll see. (laughs) And the last game of the game week is Newcastle Liverpool at St. Mary's. No, not St. Mary's. Newcastle, I reckon. No, St. James's. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, sorry. St. James's. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Newcastle win that, mate. Liverpool yeah, have been 100%. and St James's Park is, a t- is another tough place to go. I reckon I reckon I might go for my three-two call again, like I did for uh, City Newcastle, but to Newcastle. <laughs> I think Isaac. All right. I reckon this is like. I reckon three-nil. Ooh. Who? To Newcastle. 
Nah, Liverpool will score. Liverpool will get goals. I just think, do you know what I mean? They'll get a penalty and Newcastle will get a red. For right, like, yeah. Oh, remember how much the ref helped help Liverpool at the moment? <laughs> no, to be fair, you think you look at the attack like little Jota, little Luis Diaz against these in six foot five Dan Burns, and yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see, I don't know. I reckon it will be a nil, but we'll see. Up the two, man, up the two. Ben, All right, let me saying? get. <laughs> Spencer, what do you think for that game? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go three one Newcastle. I just I, I I can see it being a high scoring game. I can I can see it being I can see it being like some of the old Newcastle Liverpool games from back in the nineties. All high attacking, all very entertaining. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a cracking game. So I'm gonna go three one three one Newcastle. Nice back in all back in Newcastle as well. That is wild. Imagine. Imagine someone telling you that three years ago that Liverpool and Newcastle Park and everyone here is back in Newcastle to win. That is wild. <laughs> right, I've got the Last predictions week. up. I'll go. I'll go through them one by one. We agreed two-one United. <laughs> Thinkers. Two-nil Tottenham. Yeah. Said Wolves Brighton. We mm-hmm. said 3-0 Brighton. It's not bad. 4-1, it's not a bad, it's not a bad guess. Same aggregate. Yeah, not miles off. No, that's not too bad. We said, uh, you said 2-0 Brentford against Fulham. Oh. I said 1-1. One, one. I thought I got that one right on. 3-0, I thought I'd got that one right as well. Damn it. Well, what is happening with these cameras here? Jesus, everything's going wild. Oh, I'm so annoyed by that as well. I thought that I'd, oh, I thought I'd got that so one spot close. on. I'm sure Forest Sheffield United was spot on. I'm sure I said 2-1 Forest. We'll find out. He's listening back to the video, I think. I should have written them down in, pre- in preparation. Yeah, uh, I've just went through. I had to like swipe off in a common my phone. Uh, I've wrote them down now. We said 3-0 Arsenal. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, we backed Arsenal big time. Well, you would expect... Well, you, you expect exactly, yeah, exactly. Really? But, that's like... but that's us thinking about Arsenal last season Literally. and this Arsenal this season, the difference there, do you know what I mean? It is bad. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool Bournemouth. We said 3-0, 3-1. Again, not, that's too not, bad. Bad. No, that's not, not bad. Not too bad. Uh, City Newcastle, I said 4 0. <laughs> you said 3 3 2. Let's go. That was a poor one. Uh, West Ham Chelsea, we said we was going to be nice to Vic and say 2 0. Chelsea, well, yeah, that's we, kind of what I would have heard. <laughs> we need to stop being nice to Vic, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Villa that. Everton, we said 2 1 Villa. Oh, Jeez. We have well, after have, the first it's just, game. It's because of the five-one. That's why we both played the first game too much. Well, now we've got two different sides of the thing. We know what to say for next week. Oh, we've already said it now. Well, um, Boris Sheffield United. I think we literally said. To, uh, I said two-one. You said one-one. No, I got it spot on, mate. There you go. You got it right. I knew one of us. Me. What a bastard. But, yeah, not too bad though. There's a few good not ones in there. That wasn't terrible. A couple pretty close. We'll take it. We'll take it. Hopefully next week's a bit easier. 
<laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, until City fucking lose to Sheffield United, like two. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> imagine, imagine. It wouldn't surprise you if it was ten plus. Maybe not. Maybe not Sheffield. Maybe Luton. Like if you break the record, it's it's happened before. Do you mean United beat Southampton nine yeah. nil? Liverpool beat Bournemouth last year nine nil. Like nine happens, it, and Sheffield or Luton could easily get a tenner this year. Take a tenner, Jesus. I hope so. Anyways, right, we'll wrap that podcast up there though. Not sure how long it's been going. One hour forty. That's a long one. Uh, yeah, we'll for me to edit later. Nice. <laughs> um, Good man, Benji. We will. We will be back next week for the pod to wrap up this week's games. Uh, Vic might be joining us for the return of the up the Chelsea up the Chelsea. Uh, Spencer will join us every time West Ham win, I imagine. And each time they lose, he'll be oh. nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I, 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 I only won about four times then. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so sweet. Good, well, good pod this week. Season three, episode two, done. Next week, we'll probably be early, wouldn't we? We'd, we'd held back a day this time because I was feeling you lazy yeah. yesterday. Uh, but next week, we'll try to do pod on Tuesday, release on Wednesday. Follow us at Power Pictures on Instagram. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, have music, leave us a review. Please be kind. And I think yeah, that will be it from a lot of us. Yeah, nice one. Perfect. Easy. Any last words, Spencer? Come on the West Ham. Come on, you Irons. Come on, yeah. you Irons. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Cheers, boys. Uh, amazing.